Welcome. This is Meditations for Misfits, and I'm Fred Gruy. With this podcast, we're going to begin to explore another one of those questions attributed to God in the Bible, and this comes from the sixth chapter of the book Isaiah. And in Isaiah chapter 6, we read, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Holy One, high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of the Holy One's robe filled the temple, and above God were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying, and they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Holy One Almighty. The whole earth is full of God's glory. At the sound of their voices, the door posts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, Isaiah cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the Holy One. God Almighty. And then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar, and with it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips, your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. And then I heard the voice of the Holy One saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. I once heard a a friend of mine, Andy Johnson in England, share that the book of Isaiah is like a James Bond movie. Now, you know how in a James Bond movie, the first five minutes really have nothing to do with the movie itself. They just show you how awesome James Bond really is. So he could be sitting uh, in a bar talking to a beautiful woman asking for a martini shaken, not stirred, and then all of a sudden five ninja guys drop out of the ceiling all trying to kill James and he grabs a table and uses it as a sled and escapes down a mountain and parachutes to safety and there's a Union Jack printed on the parachute and it's all tucked into his exquisite tuxedo. And then the movie cuts to a scene in London where it's raining because, well, it's always raining in London. And James walks into M's office and then the movie really begins. We begin to see the plot. And my friend Andy said, the book of Isaiah is like that. The first five chapters really just show you what kind of man Isaiah is like and and what he can do. The real story starts here in chapter 6, in the year that King Uzziah died. This marks Isaiah's call to become a prophet. Now, this call involved what I believe is a three-step process. First, Isaiah had an upward vision. He saw the Holy One, high and exalted on a throne. God was surrounded by angels. Their voices were so loud, the whole place shook. There was smoke everywhere. Isaiah was totally undone by what he experienced. And now this led to the second phase of Isaiah's call, an inward vision. 
Isaiah saw the reality of his own imperfections and flaws in contrast to the sheer awesomeness of God, and he was terrified. Woe to me, I cried. My eyes have seen the Holy One, the Lord Almighty. Now, this unnerving experience led to the final phase of Isaiah's call, an outward vision. God asks, who can I send into the world to declare my word? Who will go? And Isaiah cried out, I'll go. I've come to believe that an authentic spiritual experience eventually leads to an outward focus, serving others from a heart of compassion because we identify with others. We know that we're connected with others. Over the years of my own spiritual searching, I've become really weary and wary of any spiritual teacher or group that promotes a sense of elitism. If the underlying message is we're more insightful, caring, and committed than the rest of these spiritual dunderheads around us, then I'm out of there. My litmus test for any noble religion or spiritual practice is does it develop wisdom and compassion in those who follow their teachings? Now, the famous mythologist Joseph Campbell He's a man who spent most of his life investigating many of humanity's myths and religions from around the world and throughout recorded history. He concluded from his research a common theme. Each of us is a hero in our own life story. And the heroic quest we are on involves a dying to our selfish, me-centered way of life and becoming reborn into an other-centered, caring, and compassionate human being. Campbell said the ultimate aim of the quest must neither be release nor ecstasy for oneself, but the wisdom and the power to serve others. This is the soul's journey. In 1985, uh, Bill Moyers and Joseph Campbell sat down for a recorded series of conversations. And at one point, Moyers asked Campbell, how this transformation from being egocentric to wise and compassionate occurs. And Joseph Campbell replied, either by trials or illuminating revelations. And he also noted, it's a terrifying experience to have your consciousness transformed. Maybe that's why Isaiah screamed, Woe is me, I am ruined. When someone has an authentic encounter with the real God, she or he is ruined. Ruined from the self-centered soul they were before and liberated to become more fully human. As Campbell advises, this transformation can either come from trials or illuminating revelations. Isaiah's came by way of a revelation. One of my more transformative spiritual experiences came by way of a trial, and that will be the topic of our next podcast. Thanks again for allowing me to join you on your journey today. And I humbly ask if, if you're finding any value or benefit in listening to these podcasts, if you might share them or the link with your uh, friends and community I would really appreciate it. 
two concluding thoughts today on a similar theme. The first comes from Joseph Campbell, who I've already mentioned to you. And Campbell said that preachers err by trying to talk people into belief. Better they reveal the radiance of their own discovery. And in a similar vein, in his book, The Prophet, Kilel Gabron, says if she, the teacher, is wise, she does not bid you enter the house of her wisdom, but rather lead you to the threshold of your own mind. <laughs>